Welcome to the Talking the Line podcast, presented to you by Tips and Slip Sports, giving you our best insights and analysis so you can rake in some cold hard cash on your next sports bet. Now sit on back, open up your mind, and let's cash some tickets. We can't thank you enough for joining us. We hope you enjoy. Good afternoon, good evening, ladies and gentlemen, degenerates and gamblers far and wide. Welcome in to episode number 15 of the Talk in the Line podcast. Hey, thank you so much for taking a few moments out of your day to come and kick it with the TTL crew on this beautiful Wednesday of bets before we dive deep into today's action. Take a few moments to Smash that subscribe button on whatever platform you are currently listening to the TTL pod on. If you would be so kind and you like what you're hearing through the sound waves, go ahead and leave us a review. We certainly do appreciate those five stars. And last but certainly not least, head on over to this episode's description where you will find the Talking the Line link tree. Within that link tree, you can locate all of the TTL crew's content so you can consume it however and when ever you please. I am your humble host, Colton, Colt45 Sroka, and as per usual, it is my pleasure to bring in the co-host of this podcast, a young man who is juiced up for just over a week away, the White Sox taking the field for opening day of the Major League Baseball season, a young man who had a rough day with me a few days back, but that's all right. We're ready to rebound and get to cashing some tickets. And a young man who's looking forward to homecoming Illinois State right around the corner. Ladies and gentlemen, Riley, Armax, Magnuson, partner. How you doing over there today, pal? I'm feeling solid, man. You know, my eyes have stopped bleeding after five straight days of nothing but basketball, staring at the TV. Sure. Absolutely. So they're, you know, they're, they're recovering, getting ready for another round this weekend. Sure. But, uh, we're feeling good, man. We had a solid weekend of March Madness. Mm-hmm. Nothing nothing to complain about here. Only one day that was a little iffy, and the rest were uh, pretty successful, if I do say so myself. I would have to concur with you on that point. Pretty uh, mediocre on Monday, I guess, but yeah. we killed Monday. Friday and Saturday enough to feel pretty good about the whole weekend. So Yeah, you know, 12-6 and six overall, nothing to shake a stick at. Bart. Not at all. So we have had a terrific start to the March Madness tournament, and we're looking to keep it going. We're going to definitely have a nice segment for you foreshadowing some of our potential bets, but we obviously will have them locked and loaded for Friday's pod. Smoked you on the showdowns this weekend, pal. Hey, hey, cool it, cool it, cool it over there, man. I mean, you really did. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. There's no ifs, ands, or buts. I spoke you. You know, nine and three on the showdowns, uh, March Madness. That is 
That's not what you like to see. That's eh? not what you like to see. But over there on your side, you love to see I it. I love to see it. I sure do. It was uh, quite a bit of fun. Certainly held to my overall uh, overall number for the weekend. So yes, it did. I thank you for that. No problem. Uh, I got your back. Had some wild ones. Had some wild ones. Had some uh, big blowouts on both sides. So mm-hmm. it was fun, man. Yeah. You can't have... I, I, even when you lose, you know, obviously, unless you got some big money on it. But even when you lose in a, in a bad beat on March Madness, it's hard to be too upset. It is hard to be upset. I couldn't have said it any better myself. I mean, with all of the absolute insanity that is always March Madness to begin with, I mean, how can you be upset losing a few bets with all the great stuff and action yeah. going on? Maybe it helped that we were positive all weekend. Maybe that yeah, helped a little maybe, bit. Maybe. But instead of uh, being negative, like more or less, seemed to be the rest of America. I have no idea, but uh, yeah. Hey, until uh, until Monday, the dogs were uh, the dogs were king this weekend. They were the Pac twelve was the king. Pac twelve was the king. Yeah, that uh, the Big Twelve wow. was uh, the jester of the court, if you will. As well, yes, yes, and uh, also the Big Ten. That's what I said. Or unless you I missed Big 12. Oh, did I? Oh, yeah. okay. My bad. But that's okay. My bad. Well, they both were. Yeah, they both were. They both kind of yeah. were. Yeah, exactly. Except for, so. you know, except for Baylor and Michigan. <laughs> yeah, they're, uh, yeah, I meant to say the Big Ten. That's my bad. Yeah. So that's, uh, you weren't that far off. But yeah, a couple of uh, wild upsets, wild things. And why not a perfect segue into the Talking the Line tournament challenge going on right now? I am so far out of it. It's not even funny, partner. Yeah. I only got 300 he points. He took some big swings, and apparently it was the wrong big swings. Wrong big swings, for sure. There's been a lot of craziness happening, but not the craziness I thought that was going to happen, to tell you the truth. You know, I I was looking at it the other day, or excuse me, on Monday. Yeah, the other day, the start of the day, I had Illinois winning the championship, so I was, uh, you know, I was obviously out of it, along with half of our group, but... If Gonzaga and Michigan lost on Monday, there was a path for me to still scrap my way up there. It, it was going to be absolute madness if uh, if either one if of either those one of two, them did. but especially Gonzaga. So now we got a few guys that have got Gonzaga and in, uh, in Michigan. Yeah, so quick little update, obviously at the time of recording, but it's not going to change until Saturday when the Sweet 16 tips off. You got Hunter Blake... Blake. In first place, uh, 440 points. Not too far behind him is Bent Brent B-Rabbit Hofert at 410. Um, where did he, where did Hunter get the uh, little bit of a split there? That's what I'm, uh, uh, you know, I'm not even sure. He had some solid ones. I know, I think he had USC over Kansas, so that definitely helped him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think he had. I think he had Illinois not going well, as far. He also had Oregon over Iowa. Okay, so that was that big. was a big one. That I think I don't think well. he had Illinois going as far. So that's uh, helping his max total out there. Iowa blows at Seabass. That's my buddy three. Sebastian. Uh, four ten as well. So he's right in the action. And then good old Aaron Ewart, uh, uh one of the few ladies in this uh, TTL March Madness uh, tournament challenge, right there with four hundred points. So it uh it's a little bit of a, a toss up. She doesn't have as much projected. But Gonzaga hey, and Michigan's probably going to decide the fate of it, though. It will one hundred percent decide the fate. Yeah, of it. I had There's LSU no going to the Elite Eight. So if they could pull off an upset yesterday, I was uh still alive. But we are both uh, pretty toast. I would have to concur with you on that as well. <laughs> it yeah. was it was over for me really early when I. When I saw Purdue Law lose how they did, I knew it was over for me from the jump. I had way too many upsets, way too many different things. And the, granted, a lot of good upsets happened, but not in my favor. I was sitting pretty, and then 
Texas destroyed me. Illinois destroyed me. If those two were still alive, I would be right up there. But well, I, like I said, I had Texas, Illinois in my yeah. uh, championship game, and that's fair. I had them uh, final four. I had Illinois winning. So yeah, I mean, I had Illinois. What are you winning. gonna do? It's what are you March. gonna do? Hey, you know what? Enough of this banter, man. Enough of this crazy nonsense we're going on and on about the tournament past events. It's time to get into the present. It's time for everybody's favorite time of the Talking the Line podcast. That's right. The Talking the Line favorite plays of the day, and that's right. We're bringing some top-notch ones to you on this Monday. No, Wednesday. Wednesday. Backwards as can be. <laughs> I don't know what day it is anymore. Wednesday, March 24th, 2021. And to kick things off, as per usual, I'm going to toss it on over to my partner to slam dunk our first lock of the day home. All right, we are rocking for our first play with the Denver Nuggets minus one at the time of recording versus the Toronto Raptors. The Nuggets are 4-1 and one ATS in their last five games on the road. The Raptors are 0-4 over their last four home games versus a team with a winning record, uh, winning road record above 600. Nuggets are 20-6 and six ATS over their last, last 26 meetings in Toronto. Okay. And, uh, you know, I think the line is this close because the Nuggets are coming off of a back-to-back. Pretty average on after back-to-back. 3-3 three and three ATS. So nothing too uh, too much to worry about there. But the Raptors did just lose to the Houston Rockets. Oh, I don't even know. What is it? 20-game losing streak? So At least yeah, 20? They, they were on a 20-game losing streak. And if you are the team that allows the team with the long losing streak to break on you and not just by a, oh ah, it was a rough one at the end of the game fourth quarter no the terrible houston rockets beat them 117 to 99 on monday i am all over the nuggets with yeah. you now granted oh, man. the rockets did get christian wood back but the raptors have their own losing streak here brewing up in march they haven't won in march partner they have not won a game in march yeah. uh they are oh and nine in march that is not any recipe to be covering any sort of spread, let alone a one-point spread. Yeah. The only two, well, they've covered three spreads in the month of March, plus eight and a half, plus three, and plus four and a half. This number is none of those. Yeah. They've I had don't some, think they get it done. Yeah. They've had some COVID issues. Their guys are back, but still, it's it's clearly wearing on them. Right. And, uh, you know, some of those big spreads, I believe, were because they had some guys out, Siakam, Van Fleet. Mm-hmm. Those guys are back. But, like I said, it's certainly wearing on them. You know, they're uh, not really keeping these games close, aside from a couple here. So, all over the Nuggets with you. Yeah, I also think that the Denver defense is really going to keep them in this game the whole time. It's going to... They're going to be clamps on Toronto. I I don't uh, really care about what Pascal's going to do. I don't really care about what uh, Van Vliet's going to do. The three-point game, fine. The Nuggets are eighth in the league in uh, three-point, allowing 36.1% per game. They're fourth in defensive rebounds in the league. They're ninth in points allowed in the league. And they're eighth in free throw percentage allowed in the league. So sending guys yeah, to the line. 100%. They're, they're great on the defensive side of the ball. I didn't mention field goal percent because they're right in the middle of the pack, 20th in the league. So that's pretty That's pretty. it is what it is, you know. But they're obviously great on the offensive side of the ball as well. Points per game, four, fourth in the league. They're third in field goal percentage in the league, fifth in three-point field goal percentage. All 
above 40% their top notch on the offense and defensive side of the ball, man. Yeah, last thing for me on on Denver. I uh, had a shaky, at least shaky for them, you know, first chunk of the season. The last 11 games, they're 9-2 and two overall, 5-0 and oh in their last five road games. They're turning things around. They're looking very solid right mm-hmm. now, along with Joker, who after, you know, LeBron and Embiid go out, he's looking like a potential uh, MVP favorite. I right. believe he might be the odds-on odds favorite right now. So right. I'm all over him. Yeah, and if if all you got to do is win by a bucket, we're going to take that one Hell and yeah. a half every day 100%. of the week. So lock that bad boy in one more time. Nuggets minus one and a half or whatever the best current line you can find them at on your favorite sports book. Second lock of the day, we are headed to the matchup between the Dallas Mavericks versus the Minnesota Timberwolves. This matchup is tipping off at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time, and it is going to be a barn burner. Not. Minnesota has been uh, downright bad. They have uh, had a few opportunities to win some games. Had a great opportunity on Monday night to get one over OKC. Ended up dropping that one after leading at halftime by double digits. Double digits, 112 to 103. They also lost to Phoenix in the game previous to that on Saturday, 113 to 101. Uh, they have just been way too inconsistent to trust against the number. As an underdog uh, in this spot on the season, Minnesota is 6-5 and five as a 7.5 to 9.5 point dog. We're going to take the line here. Obviously, Mavericks minus 8. Mavericks uh, have been a little bit shaky, obviously, lately as well. But I think they're back after that massive win over Portland, crushing them 132-92. Yeah, I mean, they've had some losses, but I I think it's been against some solid, solid teams. Right. Uh, you know, Timberwolves are sitting in the last place spot in the NBA right now. Mm-hmm. One and three straight up over their last four games. Uh, you know, you mentioned some of those losses. All three of those losses by at least nine points. Right. Uh, last matchup, Dallas did defeat Minnesota 127-122. But Minnesota was a little bit... Uh, more healthy at that point in time and then also you had Beasley who was just losing his mind and uh dropped 30 points in the game yeah that didn't happen that's that's really uncharacteristic of him and not to mention you know home road splits Mavs 17 and 7 ATS in the last 24 meetings in Minnesota and in the last nine overall Minnesota 9 and 2 ATS yeah I'm all over it with you or I'm sorry I said Minnesota Mavericks seven and two ATS in the last nine meetings. Mavericks are seventeen and seven ATS in the last twenty four in Minnesota. And I didn't even notice that you missed yeah, that. It's all right. I said Minnesota seven and two, but no big deal. You know what we meant? Dallas Mavericks minus eight. And I could just be thinking it, but I'm not going back to check if I did mess that up or not. <laughs> Mavericks minus eight and a half, or whatever the best current line you can find them at. For our third NBA lock of the day, I am tossing it back over to my partner to let you know about who we're taking from the Hawks versus Kings matchup. Okay, we are taking another road favorite in this one. Oh. Hawks minus three on the road against Sacramento. Hawks are 4-0 ATS over their last four games as a favorite. They are 3-0-1 ATS over their last four Wednesday games there for you, partner. Uh, Sacramento yeah. is 1-7 ATS over their last eight games 
as the home team versus a team with a losing road record. They are also 1-7 ATS over their last eight games versus a team with a winning straight-up record. So to break that down for you, Hawks losing record on the road, winning record straight up. Either way, Kings bad against both those categories. Absolutely. Uh, Hawks are also 8-1 and one straight up in March. Their only loss was to the Clippers. Okay. Healthy Clippers. Okay. Since the Hawks made this coaching change to Nate McMillan, they mm-hmm. are red hot. They red are hot. a different team. They have catapulted up the Eastern Conference standings mm-hmm. to... Uh, my computer's freezing up. Uh-oh. I thought I was going to have it. Uh-oh. Either way, I believe they're top five in the standings uh, because of this hot streak that they're on. Uh, yes, they're the five tied for the fourth seed right now. So they okay. are scorching hot, um, 22 and 21 overall. Tough, tough season up until this point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Obviously, they make that coaching change. So Hey, and they are burning hot, like you said. You might look in the past matchup between the Hawks and the Kings. Hawks are actually 0-4 ATS in the last four meetings in Sacramento, and they're 1-4 ATS in the last five overall. However, those haven't been in 2021. The only matchup they've played this season was on March 13th, and Atlanta cooked the Kings 121 to 106, covered as minus four point favorites. Love them to pieces as a minus three dog or a minus three favorite. They have absolutely been monsters in the favorites as of late, not only as a road favorite, as you said, but they are also 4 0 in their last four games as a favorite. Yeah, they're just a different team right now. They're looking like the team that everyone's been expecting them to turn into the last two years. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, and the Kings have just been way too inconsistent to trust them here. So, sure. All over the Hawks tonight. Lock it in. And one more time for the NBA. TTL, favorite plays of the day. Get out your sports books, open up the app, get ready to hammer these bad boys in. Nuggets, minus one. Mavs, minus eight. And the Hawks, minus three. Or whatever you can find the best line currently at on your favorite sports book. Moving right along to the Talking the Line NHL favorite plays of the day. That's right. We are dipping our toes into the proverbial pond that is the National Hockey League, lacing up the skates, getting back on the ice, and taking a stab at some skatey puck. First play I'm going to go ahead and take. I'm going to go ahead and smash this one in solely because of the position. Call me crazy. Call me wild. Fade me all you want. Fade us all you want. But we see this matchup going real nicely. We're headed to Calgary Flames versus the Ottawa Senators. Puck drop is going to be a little afternoon action for you, Mags. 4 p.m. Central Standard Time. That's beautiful. Ottawa has been a little rough this season. 11-22-1. and 8-16 against the puck line, however. And at home, they're actually a respectable 7-6-2-1. Little bit of a, a split, okay. but they're they're not doing too bad. Winning an OT, getting some done. Calgary on the road, even though they hold a 15-15-2-1 overall record, they are 7-10-2-0. Not that great. Upside down record on the road there, pal. Yeah, not very good. So you might look and you say, oh, Ottawa defense, they allow about a, a goal more per game than Calgary. Well, I would say they score about the same goals. 2.6 on both sides. They are tied for 23rd to 24th in the league right now. 
And what I love to see is Ottawa fifth in the league at shots on goal, averaging 31.6 per game, and Calgary only 15th in the league with 29.8. These teams actually faced off on Monday evening. Ottawa did come out with the victory, 2-1. to one. Okay. So you say, oh, ah, oh, hey, hey, they, they can't do that back-to-back. Now hold on. It's the position. It's the spot. The Flames are 1-4 and four in their last five meetings in Ottawa. They can't seem to figure out how to get it done. And I'm not talking about they just failed to put the puck on net 2-1, to 5-1, to 6-1. to one. And not over the course of years. We're talking February 25th, March 1st, and March 22nd. Okay. So these boys just haven't figured out how to get it done, them being the Flames, against... The Sens at home this year. The Sens have been a little shaky, but I'm not worried about it in this spot. I really think in the underdog position at plus 140, especially how they've started to pick it up as of late, they did drop uh, a, uh, like I said, they picked it up as of late. They did drop a couple against Vancouver, but those were in shootouts and overtime. They're trying to get their skates underneath them. These teams actually did meet, like I said, on Monday. Ottawa comes out 2-1, to one, and the story of the game is Murray, uh, or actually Backstrom, yet yeah, no, no, Gustafson. I, I, <laughs> look at them all. The Backstreet Boys yeah, or something? Yeah, no, this is, <laughs> so this is Ottawa's goalie, Gustafson, in net, standing on his head, 36-35. He played an absolute game, so they're going to give him a little bit of a break. They're going to stick Murray in the net. Murray, been absolutely gold against the old Flames. He did have a little bit of a rough outing in the last matchup. 34 shots, 31 saves, allowed three straight. It was rough. However, in the last matchup where it was the same position, playing in Ottawa, Calgary, March 1st, Murray in net. Murray sees 28 shots come his way, has 27 saves, and stands on his head for a 5-1 to one Senators victory. I see much of the same happening in this matchup. And it going real nicely for the Sens this evening. Yeah, love it, man. Love that plus money. I apologize for the goalie confusion. My computer was doing something weird uh, there with uh, five <laughs> different goalies popping up on my screen at once. I uh, think I forgot to close uh, a window there. But yes, Murray, going to be the difference in the game tonight. I 100% believe it. Lock them in, hammer them in. The Ottawa Senators. Money line. Partner, what are we taking for our second NHL lock of the day? All right. We are rocking over to the Buffalo Sabres versus the Pittsburgh Penguins, okay. and we are taking the Pittsburgh Penguins minus one and a half. Mm. Sabres are nine and 15 against the puck line as a dog, and they are as ice cold as it gets. They lost Jack Eichel pretty recently, as we've mentioned on this podcast not yep. long ago. Yep. They have lost 14 straight games. And ten of those games are by more than one point. They lost to uh, they lost to Pitt five to two and three to nothing uh, about a week and a half ago. And the Penguins are twelve three and one at home straight up. This is just about as lopsided as a, of a matchup as we can have right now. And uh, you know, I, I this could be a six one six nothing matchup here. It very well could be. The last time it was a one goal game for Buffalo was on um, March the 16th, 
where New Jersey actually beat them 3-2. to two. So mm-hmm. they lost to New Jersey. They fought in that game. And then before that, the last time they had a one-goal game, they lost March 9th in a shootout 5-4 against Philly. Yeah, it's it's just not happening for the Sabres right now. They're getting worked. They are not scoring. They've no. given up five, four, three, and six goals over the last four. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, have scored six total in the last three. So, yeah. <laughs> Pitt, Pittsburgh coming off of a brutal loss against the Devs on Sunday night. Uh, two to one in overtime. So they are pissed. They're going to be ready to take it out on the league's punching bag. Right. That being the Buffalo Sabres this year. So one more time, boys and girls, the talking the line NHL locks of the day. We are taking the Ottawa Senators money line and the Pittsburgh Penguins puck line minus one and a half. Lock those bad boys in. Hammer them home and get ready to take those tickets to the window. Mags, we got something for these guys, man. What do we got? I don't I don't know they if they're ready. Are they are they ready for me to drop this on them? I don't know. I'm ready. All right. Well, I tell you what, we are so excited to announce this partnership. As per usual, you might hear us uh say a little something with our partners Instacart or uh Buzzsprout as well, but we are happy to introduce the newest partner and affiliate of the Talking the Line podcast, and that is the Money Line Dice, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, you heard that correctly. The fan favorite has reached out. We reached out to them, and uh, it's official. It's official, ladies and gentlemen. So here is our offer code. You're going to go to MoneylineDice.com. And enter the coupon code TTL10 on your first purchase to get 10% off. Telling you, a guy over there, he has some killer products. Not only does he have these dice, right? So I picked up the dice. I thought they were just these black dice. Okay, they'll help me with the money line against the spread, whatever. The intricate details of these things alone. They're pretty. I hold them up to the light. And they're translucent, Max. Yeah. I had no idea. So you're going to get a home and away dice. You're going to get an against the spread and a money line dice. You're going to get a units dice. You're also going to get an over under die. And you're also going to get one that has every single against the spread over under money line. If your head's spinning in circles, not only does he have the dice, He's got a book you can track every bet you place with the dice. He's also got, for our UFC fans in the building, you know me. You want to watch this big fight, Miocic versus Nganu, this upcoming weekend, and you don't agree with the judges, you want to score the fight yourself, head on over to MoneylineDice.com and get you a UFC judging scorecard book. Yes, sir. Very affordable. Very great product. Leather bound. You can score every single fight, keep track of who the fighters are, and you can be the judge for everyone. I love it. Pretty sweet. And one final keynote, he also has 
the money line hat crispy black hat it some very nice crispy. gold money line ml that money line logo is just crispy crispy mm-hmm. when we get on youtube here shortly we're definitely going to be showing that and showing these a lot more because man oh man are these bad boys fun to use it's a pretty nice match with our own logo uh hey you know what it is golden black it mm, yeah hey hey yeah. gtl ml i'm telling you so one more time guys they are a blast to get i as soon as I saw him, I pulled the trigger. I was like, this just seems yep. like something fun to have. And when I am in a pinch and a pickle and I can't decide between some of these games mm-hmm. and I want to have some fun, I shoot the dice. And sometimes I fade them. Sometimes I ride them. Either way, they are a blast to have. Blast and a half. So one more time, ladies and gentlemen, degenerates, gamblers far and wide, we are welcoming the uh, Money Line Dice family to... The Talking the Line crew, head on over, get yourself a set or even some of the extra stuff he's got on there, and enter code TTL10 at checkout. Once again, that is Money Line Dice, M O N E Y L I N E D I C E dot com, and enter code TTL10 at checkout. For 10% off on your first order. Moving right along, partner. I can't tell you how excited I am about that. Uh, just outside of the nice little ad for our friends at Moneyline Dice. I'm so juiced to have them on board. Yeah, same, man. So juiced. We've been playing around with it on the pod for a few few episodes. And now Quite it's, a few uh, episodes. It's official now, It's man. official now. So uh, onwards and upwards. Here we are uh, rocking and rolling. Let's... Uh, Let's move it right along into the Sweet 16. A little look ahead. A little look ahead. A little matchup look ahead. Yeah. So everything has been pretty much set. Lines are pretty well out and good to go. Don't know that I'm going to smash anything in as of yet. But uh, Going to let it simmer. Going to, you know, play with it back and forth. Anything that is real right off the top before we kind of jump, run through them, is there anything that's uh, jumping off the board at you? Uh yeah, Syracuse is a six point dog against Houston. Hammer it! I'm all over Houston right now as I'm looking at it. Uh, I don't think that there's going to be too much research that's going to change my mind there. Really, I think that's too big of a spread for, especially for the way Syracuse is playing. And you know, Rutgers took Houston down to the wire the other day. Probably should have won that game. Mm-hmm. Um, so you were Syracuse with me? Yeah, as well. that's what I'm saying. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Might even yeah. Might even sprinkle some money line. I probably will. <laughs> Plus two fifteen's a nice real spot to be at. The other ones are interesting though. At least on Saturday, we've got Oregon State, Loyola, Chicago. Loyola is a six and a half favorite over Oregon State. I know you've been all over Oregon State. Obviously, we're in Illinois, so, so we can't uh, bet on can't that technically sh- bet on it. We might give an f- official unofficial yeah. pick there, but uh, but first game of the day, pretty going to be pretty interesting. To tell you the truth, Villanova Baylor. Uh, tipping off at four fifteen, on uh, the That's second game actually is that the second game? Yeah, what uh, Oregon State oh, Loyola oh, is one forty. Yeah. Okay, I'm sorry, I did not pop up on my bet slip because we're uh, we're Illinois, as we said. Right, <laughs> duh. Uh, so that's the second game. Villanova Baylor. Baylor opened up as six. And I've been a half fading. Point er, yeah, I've been fading Villanova, and it hasn't been working. But uh, is wow. this the spot? Does uh, I think Baylor? I think Baylor takes that one. But Baylor has been. Uh, up around double digit favorites in uh-huh. positions like this. I Yeah, I don't know. I think I can't remember what the spread was against Wisconsin. It was either somewhere between six and eight, and I was all over Baylor. So 
I don't know. Villanova is definitely better than Wisconsin, but we'll see. We'll see. See what happens there. Bet Hopefully soon, soon to come. Yeah. Uh, or Roberts, Arkansas. Ah, that's I know an you had an one, interesting man. fact on this one you told me earlier. Yeah, Arkansas. They These two played uh, earlier in the season, and Arkansas won by 11, and the spread is 11 as we stand right now. Yeah. Arkansas so, played a few uh, of these mid-major teams that were in the in the uh, uh, March Madness tournament. They played North Texas. They played Abilene Christian. They played Oral Roberts, like I said. Ah, 11 points is a lot, man. It's a lot. Especially how this Oral Roberts team is playing, man. I know. Oral Roberts has the firepower to upset Muscleman and that whole deal they got going on there I really like Arkansas. I do, too. I got dragged across the coals on, uh, I can't remember the day, with that Oral Roberts beat Florida, but I got dragged across the coals. I I I took Oral Roberts' first half spread. I took Oral Roberts' money line. I took the DraftKings boost, and I took the... Or Roberts full game spread. I cashed out on yeah, that Magum game, man. You sure did. And I, I was, was on the opposite oh, end of it. But uh, I was all over ORU in that spot. So, yeah, that's going to take some uh, man, oh, thinking man. back and forth on that one for me. I'm not going to go ahead and say right now. I just. I just really like Arkansas. Yeah. As we already kind of touched on, Syracuse-Houston. Yep, six-point spread. Yeah, six-point favorite Houston opening up at. I just think that is way too much for how, as you alluded to, Syracuse and Buddy Buckets are playing right now. Yeah. I mean, it, they they are impeccable. Impeccable. Oh, quick little update, ladies and gentlemen. For those of you who were tailing with the crew i'm sure that uh, by this point you've already been cashing the damn tickets jumping up and down so thank you so much colt thank you so much riley you're welcome because right now not only did the parlay cash for the uh, well it's getting very close to the devils are up four to one so it's obviously going to happen watch me jink this and it doesn't happen <laughs> that's, that's not that's wood. me on wood however <laughs> uh we just had the old Denver Nuggets, minus seven and a half in the Denver Nuggets money line cash with super ease. So uh, real nice, real nice feeling about that. And the old Knicks are up by about 30. So yeah, uh, we had a heck of uh, a pick pick session there for sure. However, we need the Knicks to slow down on that 92 uh, roller if we're going to stay hey, underneath. Man, they're, cla- they're clamping the Wizards, so we'll see. They are clamping them good. We'll see. Hopefully, by the time you listen to this, we got a clean sweep, hopefully. We got a clean sweep, and you were cashing some damn yeah. tickets all day long. Anyways, on Anyways, to uh, Sunday's action. Uh, yeah, you got Creighton Zags. There's some barn burners on Sunday, Ooh, man. Oh, boy. You've got uh, Gonzaga minus 13 and a half. So you tell me, man. That's I, another. <laughs> I am so puzzled by Creighton. Yeah. How you get absolutely piped in the Big East tournament game. By Georgetown. I mean, I mean, I mean Piped by a team that embarrassed turns around and demoralized gets piped themselves. and then gets piped by Colorado State who gets or Colorado, Colorado yeah. who turns around and gets piped by Florida State. Yeah. <laughs> so you tell me. So is Creighton and then Creighton, good? And then Creighton almost biffs it against the Gauchos. To the Gauchos and then turns around and almost biffs it again. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, man. I uh, uh my gut says Gonzaga because Gonzaga is just so damn good. Yeah, my guts—it's a big spread though, thirteen and a half. But my gut says, says Gonzaga. In my mind, even smaller spread than Oklahoma. If my in my mind, if not Oklahoma, and at least in that region, yeah. Who the fuck is going to beat them? 
Oregon, USC, man, the Pac-12. Who man, knows? Man. I'm not gonna. I'm definitely not predicting that. But <laughs> oh boy, if if Oregon State, I I firmly believe now that some Pac-12 team is going to win this the the national yeah, title know. this year. I don't know. They're playing so well. I uh, man, oh man. I know Gonzaga and I, Baylor are playing I have to well, ride with Gonzaga, yeah. if I'm being honest. But uh, yeah, they did my gut says Gonzaga in that one. Minus 13 and a half. Then, this one's the one I'm most interested in, to tell yeah. you the truth. Yeah. Florida State, Michigan. Yeah, I'm excited Florida for this State's, one. Florida State's length and athleticism will keep them in this game. But if Michigan comes out shooting that three ball, mm-hmm. it's a wrap. Yeah. It's a wrap. Yeah. Both of them looked real good on, uh, I think it was Monday that they played last. Mm-hmm. Michigan's a minus three favorite as we're talking right now. Yeah. Another one that I don't know. I don't have a gut feeling on that one. Uh, all I know is that I'm excited to watch that one. Same here. That should be a hell of a matchup. Next matchup, Oregon USC. You got a little Pac 12 showdown in the Sweet 16, man. Yeah. Talk about that. That should be a hell of a game. Yeah. USC opens up as two and a half. They're both point looking phase. incredible. I mean, Oregon obviously oh. only played one game in the tournament so far, but. Mm-hmm. But they look, they look terrific. They look terrific. They Their looked offense every, looked incredible. Every bit as advertised. I mean, they didn't look like that during the regular season. They played some real good games here and there, but, but not like that. That that was top notch. And then you think about USC. I mean, 16-point win over Drake, 34-point win over Kansas. Kansas. Oh. Right, right. I mean, and then, and then come on. your Sunday nightcap, my friend, you got UCLA, Alabama, Bama opening up. Six and a half point favorite. Mm-hmm. You know, I think this is where Cronin's and the Bruins' Cinderella beautiful story I don't comes even know, to an end. Man. I don't know, but I think they might cover that spread though. If that's where will, you're about to lose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They'll probably cover that plus six and a half. I can see them coming out and smacking Alabama in the face. And, I don't know, but, but the <laughs> I way, really like Alabama too. I don't know. Hey, I you know I love my Tide, but the way Bama was shooting that three ball in in the round of thirty two against Maryland against Maryland, yeah, that was, and that's an eerily similar matchup to tell you the truth. Eerily similar matchup. Yeah, yeah, it is. So definitely gonna have some picks on uh, Friday, I imagine. Yeah, we'll have. We'll probably have the whole slate on Friday picks. Yeah, probably, I would say so. And then uh, we might as well. Potentially hop on and have a live reaction on Saturday. Yeah. Do some craziness. We got UFC happening. Oh, how about that for a segue? Ladies and gentlemen, we got UFC 260 coming at us quick, fast, and in a hurry this weekend. Max, how excited are you for this card? Oh, my God, man. I, I am through the roof excited for this main event. I have been waiting for good old Francis to get back in that ring. Oh man! And mm. I, I, and I'm torn here because I really like both of these guys. I do not want to see either of these dudes get their teeth knocked in. Mm-hmm. I don't. Mm-hmm. How, how are you feeling? How are you feeling about this one? So, obviously, Stipe won the first matchup. Mm-hmm. Line open, very, very similar. You know, the way Stipe handled DC, and you can say DC was old, whatever you want, but that that's the champ champ. Mm-hmm. DC's the shit. Of course. Um, the way he handled him and the way he's handled himself in the fights after, I 
Ngannou's crazy. I did not think he was going to blast Rosenstreich's jaw through the freaking cage like he did in the last matchup. I will tell you that. But man, oh man, I'm almost on the fence with you as well. It's like I just love Stipe so much and his style of fighting, but I also love Francis's backstory and his just brawler style of if you get tapped with one of those bombs, oh yeah. you're going the hell to sleep, my four, friend. Four straight first-round knockouts. Yeah. That he, last one against Darzino that I was saying was just brutal. He his power his power his accuracy his accuracy is taking it to another level. It seems like at the same time, Stipe is Stipe. I I'm, I'm leaning towards Ngano. I'll be honest with you. I'm leaning towards Ngano as we're talking right now. I can definitely understand your position. No question about it, because he is a bad, bad man. I'd be surprised if it goes, this should be bananas. You know what? This whole damn card is going to be bananas. Why don't we run through the son of a bitch while we're here? Early prelims. Early prelims I'm looking at. Just like the last pay-per-view. You know, the Marc-Andre Burial, that should be a uh, versus Abu Azaitar. That should be a solid fight. Don't really know too much about those guys. They, uh, they're coming up rock and rolling. Obviously, middleweights on a early prelim card. They're nothing great, but I am really looking forward to the second early prelim. Oh, boy. We have Shane Young, smoking Shane Young, versus the Venezuelan fighter, Omar Morales. Omar Morales is starting to try and make a name for himself in the UFC, coming out of nowhere all of a sudden, uh, he hasn't fought for a little while, but he is 10-1. and one. His last matchup, he lost a unanimous decision to Giga Chikadze, and Giga has gone on a tear. I don't think Giga has closed below a 500-point favorite really? since that matchup, and that was October... I could look at it. What the hell am I doing? I got my phone in my hand. That was October 10th of 2020. So I'm trying to I'm trying to access the memory bank here, and I got my phone in my hand. October 10th, of 2020, he uh, he lost to Giga. So then you look at Shane, and Shane, many people might remember that name. He did get plastered by uh, Ludwig Klein in the last matchup. Ludwig Klein, bad dude, bad dude. Not a whole lot of guys knew a lot about him, and he KO'd Shane Young in the first round, minute 16 in. It was it was nasty. If I'm looking at this matchup from a pure stylistic standpoint, I love Shane because he's another one of those city kickboxing guys. You know that's that's Izzy's camp. Mm-hmm. That's all. Mm-hmm. That's all those guys' camp. And they're they're elite with Eugene. They really are. But man, oh man, this Omar Morales. I who oh boy, he's got a whole three inches on him he's got a nice half inch reach advantage Shane Young's top notch I would love to see Shane Young get the bounce back but I'm not 100% sure you got any lines on that bad boy this is actually the only one that's not appearing with lines so I where I'm I, would, I would probably tell you that this is going to be a scrap and a half okay this is going to be a scrap and a half as to why those are no lines on yeah. that bad boy uh moving right along on to the preliminary card uh excuse me to this gentleman if you at some point listen to this podcast, but doubt it. Mikhail Oleksiakchuk is fighting Modestas Bukaukas. Uh, that should be uh, a decent fight to kick off the prelims. And then the man himself, the brother to Khabib. Khabib. 
Abu Bakar Nurmagomedov is making his UFC welterweight return, uh, fighting Jared Gooden. I don't care who the hell you put across from that cage. I'm not betting against a Nurmagomedov. Just not doing no, it. No, definitely not. Minus 230 favorite. Yeah, not doing it. That's a good little uh, parlay capper for sure. If you want to toss him in there. Next one, Jessica Penne versus Hannah Goldie. Not really too familiar with all those. I will tell you the two. So excuse me on that one for uh, being a, a bad fight fan. Goodness. <laughs> but uh, next one, capping off the preliminary card, the feature fight on the prelims, William Knight, Alonzo Metafield. Now, you might remember Alonzo Metafield. Because he caught a very nice kick of some young gentleman and did a spinning back kick and put him into the 15th dimension. However, he has a very serious opponent coming across the cage in William Knight. I think this fight should be absolutely bananas. What's the line on that right now, Max? Even odds, minus 110, minus 110. I, I think this fight should be as advertised. Both guys are nearly identical uh, significant strikes, 4.69, 3.89, just a little bit off there. Knight is a little bit more accurate, 78.06% significant strikes landed and 50.35 for Menafield. And then also Knight's got that wrestling. Knight is a beast on the on the uh, ground, I will tell you that. And I do believe that Menafield is out of Chicago. Let's see. I'm almost positive he's out of Chicago. I'm not sure. Let's see if I can find it. Well, either way, nah, I'm not sure. That's a uh, <laughs> that is another fight you want to look at. Is that Alonzo Menafield William Knight fight? Uh, pulled it up, and he is from Dallas, Texas. So mm. no, I am incorrect. I can't remember who I'm thinking of then. Now, uh, however, moving right along. Either way, a lot of those, lot, both of these guys' fights, the majority of them end in knockout, TKO, big boomers. Big boomers for sure. Yeah, Knight only one decision. His most recent fight was a decision. All of his other fights have ended in knockout TKM. All right. Love it. Kicking off the main card, Jamie Malarkey and the return of Kama Worthy. This should be a banger of a 145-pound fight. Oh, man, oh, man. I love watching Kama Worthy and Jamie Malarkey is coming up. So give me all of this, man. Give me all of this action. I uh, just a pure fight fan. This this matchup should be absolutely ridiculous. What uh, what's the lines on these? Uh, Malarkey is plus one ten. Uh, Worthy is minus one thirty. Yeah, Worthy is good coming. majority. Good majority of these matchups got close odds. Yeah, Worthy was on a four fight win streak over twenty nineteen, and then he came into twenty twenty, got his ass plastered um, against the Zaytar, and. Um, yeah, he's kind of laid off since then, so I am super excited. He hasn't fought since September 12th of 2020, and he's a such a fun fighter to watch, so I am super excited for him to make his return here early in 2021. Jamie Malarkey, nothing to shake a stick at either, though, partner. He uh, He's quite the competition. Uh, he was also on a uh, three-fight win streak, and then he kind of got a little little weak, lost a couple unanimous decisions. I love when guys are coming off of back-to-back unanimous decisions. A lot of the time, their camps tell them, hey, it's time to pick this up. It's time to get into action. It's time to either you got to win this fight or you're out of the damn UFC. So I think that's why this matchup was made. Uh, very kind of guys, very similar backstory uh, with that. It's like, you got to win this fight. So yeah. 
I, I don't think there's going to be a moment no foot on the gas. No, definitely not. Oh, my goodness, Mags. The next fight on this main card. So, you know, some people shake a stick at the women's flyweight division, but not me, pal. I am a huge fan of number 15, Jillian Robertson, and I am an even bigger fan of Miranda Maverick. Miranda has blasted onto the scene in the UFC. I uh, had been kind of watching her come up in some of the smaller, different promotions. And I was like, man, I'm going to, I'm going to end up seeing something about this chick in, uh, in the UFC, huh? Well, she made her entrance in the UFC on October 24th and she KO'd a very, very good Liana Ewa in the first round. Yep. Came in and showed what she was made of, no question. She's 10 and 2. And if I'm not mistaken, yeah, she's only 23 years old, yep. man. Yeah. She is a dog. Now, she is coming in to fight the old dog, if you will, in Jillian Robertson. She may only be 25. She's been in there scrapping for a hot minute now. She yeah, got a lot of miles on she's, her. She's got, she's got some miles For a 25-year-old, yeah. she is a very, very, very active flyweight. You see Jillian Robertson on about every third card yeah. fighting she, one of these girls, and she, I compare her in the flyweight division as the Derek Brunson. Okay. Don't know, don't know why this early in her career, but for some reason she's put in these positions to prove herself against these up-and-comers. Mm-hmm. And... Either it's like Brunson did against Kevin Holland this past weekend, mm-hmm. or Jillian gets her teeth smashed in, or you heard it here first. Triangle submission, Miranda Maverick, UFC two sixty. Okay. Okay. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. But uh, I'm I'm pretty interested. Pretty interested to see that fight. I cannot wait for that matchup. Two two absolutely amazing female fighters. And then just as you have time to take your mouthpiece out spit a little loogie in the blood bucket and stick that bad boy in. You got Sugar Sean O'Malley coming in the cage against Thomas Almeida. This should be a scrap and a half. We haven't got to see the Sugar Show since that absolutely brutal. Since August. Since August. Since that brutal against Marlon Vera. Marlon Vera. And Marlon's been trolling the shit out of him on Mm -hmm. Twitter ever since. So I think... Old Sugar Show is going to be ready to rock and roll. No question about it. Uh, You know, Thomas Almeida, though, he is a formidable opponent. Yeah. He's he's somebody that Sugar's going to have to be ready for. I will tell you that. What's the line? Sugar Sean is a big old favorite, minus 330. Minus 330. Minus 330. Almeida's lost his last three fights. Hasn't, uh, Hasn't won since the year of 2016. Well, okay. Uh, Thomas Almeida used to be good, and he is no longer. That's kind of what it appears to me. But, again, those guys in those last three fights, they lost. They get the fresh contract. Hey, you basically got to win this fight, or it's it's over for you. They're fighting on one-fight deals now. They don't get the three fights a year. Right. So, 
I think Sean. Tough spot for him. I think Sean. Tough spot for him. A lot of Real pressure. Tough spot a lot for of him. pressure. I think he comes out very aggressively and very lackadaisically, and I think Sugar takes advantage. Yeah, maybe if Sean was coming into this game, uh, into this match how he was previously, feeling on top of the world like he's invincible, maybe he right. could surprise him. But with O'Malley coming in looking for a bounce back, it's a tough, tough spot mm-hmm. for Almeida. Big time. Big time. Co-main. Set to absolutely blow your mind. You got Tyron Woodley versus Vicente Luque. We're talking two of the top 10 boys in the UFC welterweight division. This is for a lot of marbles for Vicente. Sure is. It's for a lot of marbles marbles for Tyron, too. I can't lie to you. Both of them are, are in need of this victory. Vicente is coming off of a loss. He... Who did he lose to? Uh, he's actually coming off a couple wins. He is coming off of a couple wins. He actually has had some really good fights. That's why he's bumped up into number 10. That is correct. Yep. Yeah, beat Randy Brown back in August. That's correct. Okay. Woodley's the one that's coming off that, some losses. Yep, yep. Coming off against Covington, against Burns, against Usman. He hasn't fought since uh, late 2020 against Covington. Colby Covington whooped his ass, too. Mm-hmm. Whooped his ass sure for five rounds and then TKO'd him. Yeah. So... Yeah, I mean, Woodley, you know, obviously at the top of the mountain defending his belt and then ran into some buzz <laughs> three straight yeah. buzz saws, honestly. Yeah. Big time. Uh, Big obviously, time. he's getting older, so. Yeah, I, I think this is a perfect opportunity for Luque to move up in the rankings, especially against the number seven Tyron. Vicente's been fighting really, really well lately. Now that I think about it, I, I don't know why I had it in my head. He had been losing. He, yeah, he's been crushing opponents, and he has been very, very technically sound, and he's gotten better in every fight. I I think Vicente comes out. He's gets, minus 260 favorite right now. Yeah, I, I think he gets it absolutely 100%. And then one more time, Nganu Miocic. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I can't wait. Oh, my gosh. And Ghana's actually Jeez. the favorite right now. I can't remember if I mentioned that earlier. Minus 125. You have to think, right? And it, call me crazy. You're the bigger fight fan than I am. I'm still getting, you know, getting to know the getting to know the game each sure. and every fight. Sure. If Ngana wins, it's got to be by knockout, right? Not necessarily. Not necessarily, obviously, but like. Because Stipe has a hell of a chin. Okay. And, and you know, I know Francis, like Francis has some bombs. That's that's what scares me the most is just Francis has raw power. Right. Raw power that nobody in the heavyweight division possesses. Except for maybe uh, Derek Lewis. Yeah. Which yeah, I, it, but he's the, not as agile, you know. Yeah, right. He's not yeah. as agile, he just, though. Yeah. yeah. That, and, and Ganu will just chase you around the cage. But Stipe, he took some shots from him the last time. Now, granted, that fight was in 2019 or 2018. I can double check for you. Either way, Nganu wasn't the fighter. He yeah, 2018. 2018. That's three years of work. That He's fought DC. Stipe's fought DC three times since him. Yeah. Hasn't fought anybody else since that last fight with him. That's right. They just, they because they, DC, or, or Stipe yeah. won it from DC. No, D, DC won, then Stipe won, and then defended it again. Then defended it. Second yeah. Down, yeah. yeah, he went out. I don't know, man. It is going to be an interesting fight. I will tell you that much. I think that Nganu is going to be 150% prepared this time around. Knows his mistakes. He knows his flaws. I've been seeing a lot of interviews, like 
pre the interviews, like the behind the scenes, because I have a lot of UFC instant access mm-hmm. and all those shit. And in Ganu, he just, I think he wants to rip Stipe's head off and yeah. he just doesn't want to say it. And this like, is a respectful, nice. this is a respectful, like, right, kind of rivalry, right? Yeah. Oh, there's no, there's no bad blood. Yeah. At it's all. no, no ill will, no bad intentions no, and, like that, right? And Ngannou is used to that and he's just so. He's even though he's a nice, gentle human being, mm. giant that he is. Yeah, it just throws him off. Stipe just being so nice and shaking his hand. I mean, that's Stipe's game, man. He comes in and he's just gonna right. shake your hand, do your thing, and then but he's gonna come in there to fight. You better believe that. So you better be ready, man. I don't know. You better believe we are going to be strapped in, locked and loaded, watching that bad boy on Saturday night. A little two TV oh. action, March Madness, oh, UFC two sixty. Oh, oh baby, man. So, yeah, definitely get ready to rock and roll. Wanted to uh, bring that early because the lines have kind of come out. and We'll probably have a pretty loaded Friday show of yeah, March Madness, too. Yeah. March Madness will be pretty loaded. We might have an NBA and an NHL player, too. And then, obviously, we'll see what rocks and rolls past that. Sure. But, yeah, that's uh, UFC 260 in a nutshell. Before I, uh, you know do the usual business here and uh lay some knowledge down on these fools what uh what do you got burning on the brain burning on the mind been thinking about stirring about you want to lay it on Ah, these kind people nothing crazy man i'm just wondering how i'm kicking your ass so hard in these showdowns every single time hearty har har (laughs) three to one on (laughs) friday three to one on saturday two to one on monday i mean yeah it's it's been a rough go of it for me i can't lie to you Gonna have a little showdown on Friday. Then, you know, or? you know what's the son of a bitch is that Sunday we had a lot of opposing picks and I whooped your ass. Yeah, whenever it's not official, it's uh, not official. I destroy. <laughs> you. It doesn't matter. It's official. It doesn't matter. I know. I don't even understand it. Uh, it's just the way the cookie crumbles, San Diego. Mm-hmm. Golly, I'm telling you. Uh, super excited. Baseball coming up. We yeah, will, man. I'm juiced. Yeah, we will have a. Big baseball betters over here. Big baseball show coming up. So uh, we'll definitely start capping and start looking ahead at some of the stuff. In the uh, opening day, April 1st, next Thursday, man. Mm-hmm. So it is coming quick, fast, and in a hurry. NHL, we'll, uh, we're, we're getting better at capping those. Obviously, we, uh, we're capping a, taking a few different angles to handicapping some of those matchups. It's been odd. You know, it's been real odd early in the season. So we, it was nice also to kind of take a break from, uh, capping too many NBA games. NBA and NHL a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And kind of reset and look at it from a fresh perspective. Um, it kind of, it it honestly felt really good to relook at it. And I mean, especially after you go through a, well, it's also tough to, 64 uh, game gauntlet of bets, (laughs) you know, it's nice to pull the reins back a little bit. I mean, one point I wake up on Saturday morning and I got 17, T- bets, uh, 17 bets in my bet slip and I'm just like I'm really about to hammer the shit out of yeah. every single one of yeah. these ain't I? Yeah. <laughs> yeah can't you I mean and you know starts to get a little expensive but I will tell you we're just playing on FanDuel's money yeah man we're just playing on DraftKings money and we're just playing on Barstool's money so but come join the crew man you ain't gonna lose you ain't gonna lose money over here I, I have not put money or paid a bookie money into my sportsbook account or paid a bookie in months, mm-hmm. months, right. months. And I've had opportunities to withdraw money, get up to X amount, withdraw back to X amount. 
I've had opportunities. Start yep. betting with the TTL crew, man. We are raking it. We are capping the mess out of these games, and college basketball has been top-notch, so I'm going to be really upset because I bet that from the first tip in December. NBA? in uh, CBB, college basketball. Oh, yeah, sorry, sorry. Yeah, first tip in December. Hell I, yeah. I was betting it. And I mean, oh, man, I'm going to miss the hell out of it. It's going to yeah, be a man. while. It's going gonna to suck not having gonna be 15, hard. 20 options every single day. Hard to fill that void. That's for sure. Well, baseball is coming right baseball's along. Baseball's coming to right fill along. that void for it, us. It will. And baseball baseball is actually a lot of fun to bet on. There's sure a lot. Is. There's a lot of different things. You know, I'm, I'm a huge live better. Hey, like the next pitch strike next pitch ball next pitch yeah. uh hit or walk all those men i love oh, yeah. that those men or next batter a hit yes or no like those are some juicy ass odds. yeah maybe just put aside like hey 20 bucks aside let me just mm-hmm. play with this here in this game mm-hmm. see what happens yeah right and just put like five bucks a bet Meh. five bucks a bet and just grow that i'm telling you if you bet if if you bet three three batters in inning let's say they only have three batters you're guaranteed to po- come out positive at every inning. If you just watch the baseball games, you will see. Yeah, it's, you gotta it's situational. watch them. Sure, you got to watch them, but it's situational. Mm-hmm. You can, you can, if you know the game of baseball, you can pick it out. Right. So it's it's a blast. It's a fun time. But sometimes mm-hmm. then you're like, oh, pfft, come on now, Lou Bob coming up. He's about to pimp this bomb. Then you just smash yes at plus five hundred, plus five hundred, and it's like, oh, why is it plus five hundred? That's the dumbest thing ever. And then it's a pop fly home run in an elevator shaft mm-hmm. straight to the pitcher and say okay all right gotta pull the reins back but so nonetheless we will definitely have some baseball plays coming at you and then before you know it nfl will be back be rocking and rolling the draft will be here the draft's gonna the draft is right around the corner you're looking at the best nfl draft campers oh, on the market no you, i'm just you kidding. better believe it <laughs> uh mel kuyper jr and who are you isn't Mel Kuyper already my Mel Kuyper Jr.? Mel Kuyper the third I am. <laughs> <laughs> Todd McShay Jr. Todd McShay Jr. Uh, yeah. So, heck yeah, man. We got a lot of a lot of good stuff coming up. We got a lot of good content coming up for you guys. So, it's uh, it's it's nonstop. We are on the train on the tracks throwing coal into the furnace, and we are pumping down that mm-hmm. damn baby. Blowing out steam as we go. So last but not least, let's close this bad boy off with some motivation minutes. And I wanted to share a little story with you guys uh, this time around. I asked my partner over there if I had ever told him this story before I did it. And he said, no. I said, well, hey, I'm going to make it a surprise for you on the podcast then. Might ring a bell after a second. Who knows? I doubt it though. So this uh, this segment story part, whatever you want to call it, of my motivation minutes for your Wednesday, March 24th, 2021, is the story of the catfish and the codfish. Now, we all know cod. Everybody loves cod. It's great flavor. Everybody eats it. It's popular all over the United States. But you can only typically get really, really good cod in the northeastern United States. So that's where it's pretty much all shipped out of, right? Mm-hmm. Cod all over the United States out of there. When they first started shipping it, they were they were just having all these weird difficulties trying to ship it, right? First, they tried freezing it. Now, it worked for a bit. But once they started 
really expanding and getting it farther and farther into the United States, it just it really lost its flavor. When there, it didn't have the same taste. It didn't have the same just snap to it. It just it wasn't right. So then they said, "Oh well, let's not let's not freeze them and kill them. Let's let's put them in a live tank. Let's keep them alive and let's let's ship them all over the United States in a live tank." So they started doing that. They started finding that the meat was even worse than when they froze it. They're like, "How in the world? Well, codfish are designed to swim at a rapid pace. They're they're always going, always moving. They they need to be worked out. So in a, a small tank." just didn't work out for them. They, they weren't getting the exercise they needed. So it was ruining the meat. It was making it terrible. So like, what the hell did we do? Well, they devised a plan to include the codfish's natural enemy in the wild, the catfish, in every single tank. They only needed one. Only needed one in every single tank because the catfish are so damn ornery that no matter how far they would go in the United States, they would nonstop chase those codfish around the tank, right? So the meat would stay fresh. They'd be exercising. They were in live water. They'd get them out. They'd fillet them. They'd put them on the table. It's the best codfish. It's just like you caught it right off the boat in the northeastern seaboard. So they had all this going, and you're sitting there wondering, okay, what, what what what's the hook? What's the catch? Cat, co- codfish, catfish. What? Okay, I get what you're saying. All right, they put the the metaphor here is you are much like the codfish. There's going to be many opportunities to go and see and do and try, but there's always going to be that risk and that challenge and that catfish poking at you. Now, the challenges or the catfishes of life are necessary. They keep you alive. They keep you on your toes. They keep you thinking. They keep you moving. They keep you progressing. If you didn't have those challenges in life, you would just sit in this tank of life. And I don't know about you, but mine is damn full on a daily basis. And your vital life energy, your flesh, who you are, would slowly wither away. And if they just froze you, then you're fucking donezo, pal. <laughs> so the moral of the story between, behind the cat, catfish and the codfish is there always is going to be those consistent challenges, those consistent problems. The key is to continue to avoid them, continue to overcome them. Don't avoid them. Face them head on in the metaphor of, the codfish avoiding the catfish but don't avoid your challenges face them head on use them to help you grow to help you become a better version of yourself to help you sustain and thrive at being the best version of yourself what do you think about that partner i'm still trying to process it i like it though <laughs> it's good stuff i definitely didn't hear that before yeah i uh, <laughs> definitely did not hear that before. i heard it quite a few years back and I, I don't know it just recently popped into my head again but isn't that wild? How mm-hmm. in, in just even prefacing it with the story, I was interested in the yeah, story. Yeah, honestly. just even prefacing, <laughs> and, and you can look that up. That's that's a hundred percent factual, true, a hundred percent. That's how they learned to ship hmm. codfish, and I don't remember who came up with the metaphor, but it hit me one day, and I was just like, "Wow, that, that makes a lot of sense!" Holy smokes! So yeah, 
top notch stuff. I I believe you can just I, I there's so many different versions of it. I mean, obviously mine being one of them, but you can type in the catfish and the codfish and there's dozens of articles about them being natural uh, enemies and how cod is shipped. And I mean, you can find (laughs) dozens and dozens of articles about it and then even dozens of articles uh, of the metaphors of facing your challenges and going, going further and not allowing them to overcome you, stuff like that. So yeah, a little, a little knowledge bomb on you there, the catfish and the codfish. Do a little, do a little research. Check it out out there. Love me some cod, though. I do too, man. <laughs> a little Friday you? night fish fry. <laughs> Don't get me started now. You throw a little. Sh- oh, you're you're allergic to shellfish. Uh, yeah, I throw some I, shrimpies I on. Can there. mess around with the sh- the uh, fish, but, but just uh, not the shellfish. No, sir. Mm, that's rough. That's rough. That's got to be some of my fave. Eh. But hey, man, you win some, you lose you some. You win some, you lose some in this <laughs> life. Much like gambling. Much like what we do, but uh, over here with the TTL crew, we have way more winners than losers. And without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much once again for stopping by episode number 15 of the Talking the Line crew and hammering in some locks with us on this beautiful Wednesday of bets. Hey. We hope you have a spectacular day. Unless you have other plans, let's cash some tickets.